Ketubot Tafyudzayin, the last thing we're discussing is why we now worried that a woman is going to extract payment from her Ketubah money in one betin and go to the other betin. So we ended up saying that we have to be talking about a place where they, they write a receipt that the man paid. And we brought a Braita in the meantime to, to prove a point, but the Gemara started going into that Braita. Over there it says if a woman lost her Ketubah, it was burnt or something happened to it, and she was making claim that they danced in front of her or they walked in front of her with a Kos Shel Besorag, a cup with Teruma in it to show you that it was her first time like the Teruma's first time. And then we said that they used to walk in front of a Betula with a barrel of wine that is closed, an Almana with a barrel of wine that was open. And one of the claims she made was they danced in front of her. So with that, we're starting Tedzayin Amud Bet, the second to last line where it says Tanura Banan. Now we're on the last line. Ketzad Merakedin Lifnea Kala. How do we dance in front of the Kala? Meaning, what do you say in front of the Kala? So Bet Shamay Omrim Kala Kemochehi. Whatever good quality she has, if she's pretty, if she's smart, you have to say it. And that uh, that makes her important, that makes her hashuv. Bet Ilel Omrim. You always have to say the standard kala na'av hasuda, meaning Hashem should make her pretty. So Amrula and Bet Shammai le Bet Yilel, Bet Shammai told Bet Yilel, Okay, let's say she uh, can't walk, she's lame or she's blind. Amrim la kala na'av hasuda. We're also going to say she's pretty. But Torah Amram midvash keret irhak. The Torah said no lying. Amrula and Bet Yilel le Bet Shammai. So Bet Yilel answered back. The Vachem according to you, Mishal akach meka hara min ashuk. If someone bought something no good from the marketplace, should you talk good about it or you should talk bad about it? Everyone knows. You have to talk good about it. And Tosfot explains that, yes, Bet agrees that you have to be nice about it, but for there to be a takanat hachamim to be dishonest is a little bit uh, pushing it. However, Bet explains, a person should always be mixed with uh, the, the creations, meaning you have to make people feel good. They would sing the following in, by a wedding in front of a kala in the Western Israel. Loka hal below serak. She doesn't need uh, eye makeup. She doesn't need face makeup. Lo perikul. She doesn't have to do her hair. They alat hen and she's pretty. Kisamchura banan rebi zera sharu leachi. When Hachamim may give smichat Rabbi Zera, they sang the same song. He doesn't need no makeup or anything, and he looks pretty. Meaning, he's a true Tamid Hacham. There's nothing on the outside that is uh, fake. When Hachamim gave smichat Rabbi Amin Rabbi Asi, they sang the following song. Kol minden vechol minden. Just like this, and just like this, like Rabbi Amir and Rabbi Asi, Samo Hulana give us smicha for these type of rabbis. Lotis Mechulana, Lomin Sarmisin, don't do smicha to those who cut halachot, they flip them around, Velomin Sarmitim, and not from those who don't give good reasons. And some say, don't give smicha, Lomin Hamisin, those who only give one fifth of halacha. Or those who only learn part of a masechet, velo mintur misin, and not from people who are empty, meaning people who only know halacha and they don't uh, go deep into it, don't understand it well. We want real tamid hachamim. 
Rabbi Abu would go from his yeshiva to the house of the Caesar, the palace. The shfachot, the maid servants of the Caesar's house, would come out. They would sing. The, the president of his nation, and the person who leads his nation, the, the light, for peace. Meaning, your welcoming should be in peace. They said about Rabbi Hadas, he would take a branch of a myrtle plant, dance in front of the kala, he would say, she's pretty. He would take three branches and dance in front of the kala. Rabbi Zera says, This uh, old rabbi is embarrassing us. There's another way Tamil Hacham should uh, be. be when Rav Shmuel Yitzhak passed away, there was a pillar of fire that was blocking between him and everyone else. And there was a tradition, the law of that a pillar of fire only stops one person in a generation, and sometimes maybe two people. So it means he was very hashuv. Amar Bizeran Bizera said the same Bizera made fun of him. Ahani ale shutite le sava that Hadas helped out this uh, old rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Some say Bizera said shetute le sava that his uh, the, the fact that he acted very lightly, meaning like a shote, that that helped him uh, get that fire. Some say that Bizera said shitate his shita that you have to dance in front of the kala that helped the sava to the to the elder rabbi. Ravaha would put the kala on his shoulders and dance. Can we do this? And he told them, If these women are like pieces of wood to you, meaning you're not having bad thoughts when doing it, then okay, you're allowed. And if you don't, uh, if you can't control yourself, then you, you can't do this. You're allowed to look at the kala all seven days. Why? To make her husband like her. If everyone's looking at her, that means they like her. That means she looks good. And he's going to get excited. And the, the Gemara ends off. The halakha is not like that. If there's a met and a kala going out at the same time, they take the met a different way. And kala and a met, they go a different way. In front of a king. They said about Agripas the king, that he, he went a different way from the Kala. Very interesting. In Masechet Smachot, it said that he told his servants, look, I get the crown every day. She only gets it for one hour. Uh, let her have her uh, time. And Hachamim talked uh, very praiseworthy of him. They, they praised him, that means he did something good. Said, even according to the one who said that a Nasi who forgave his honor, it's forgiven. But if a king forgave his honor, it's not forgiven. You have to put a king on you. That you should always fear him. And he can't just give it up. So the Gemara explains, Parashat Derachim Havai. No, there was a fork in the road, and he went uh, one way, and he did it in a way where it didn't look as if uh, uh, he was uh, lessening himself. Tanura Banan. 
Mevatin Talmud Torah, we stop Torah learning Lehotzatamet to take out of that person. Ulachnasat Kala and to accompany a Kala for a wedding. Amru Alav Al Rabbi Uda Bar Rabbi Elai Shayam Mevatel Talmud Torah Lehotzatamet Ulachnasat Kala and Rabbi Uda Bar Rabbi Elai would stop learning for taking for helping a funeral and for helping a wedding. But Medvarim Amorim, what's that talking about? Kshen Aimo Kotzrokov. There's not enough people at the wedding or funeral. Avayesh Aimo Kotzrokov. But if there's enough people. At the wedding or funeral in Mevatlin, you don't have to stop Torah. So, what's considered enough people? Twelve thousand people and uh, six thousand shofarot for honor. So, therefore, oh, that's enough. Some say it's thirteen. Uh, that should be. 12,000, 13,000 men, and from them is uh, 6,000 shofarot. So it's either 18,000 or 12,000. Depends. There should be enough people from the play, from the gate of the city until the, the cemetery, until the, where they bury him. Meaning it should be full of people. The taking away of Torah, like when it was given. Meaning, the same way when Hashem gave Torah, there were 600,000 people. When Hashem takes away Torah, someone who was learned Torah, it's 600,000 people. And the 600,000 people thing is a person who learned Torah, and he learned Mishnayot. But a person who taught Torah, let le There is no shiur. Everyone has to go out for him. Now, going back to our Mishnah, it says, If there's uh, witnesses that she went out with the Hinuma, and the Gemara asks, What's this Hinuma? It's a canopy that's round, like an arch, made of Hadassim. Rabbi Hanan Amar, Karita. It's a scarf that goes on her head and it goes down on her eyes like a veil. Why is it called the Hinuma? Because sometimes she falls asleep under that veil. No one, when a lot of action is going on and she's tired, she closes her eyes for a few minutes. Now we learned the Mishnah of Yohanan bin Beroka Omer, even the throwing of the wheat kernels, that's even a Sima, that she was a Betula. So Tana. All the proofs of our Mishnah, all the testimonies, Yehuda Raya. In Yehuda, it's a testimony that she's a betula. Bebabel, my word about Babel. So Amarav da doged mishar shader abanan. The the woman would put oil on the heads of the tamidei haachamim when they would marry a betula. Amarav papala baye mishad hafifuta ka amar mor. I don't understand. Are they Baalish Yahin people with a whole bunch of boils on their body that you have to put oil on them? Amar le Yatmas Abayak called her Papa Yatom, meaning you don't understand these minhagim. Lo avda lach imach dar doge mishha rishad rabbanam bishat maase. Your mother didn't put uh, the, the oil on the heads of the rabbis when uh, when you got married? Kihada humer abanan de asik le libre. Look, there was a Tamil Hakam who made a wedding for his son. And uh, he, his son was getting married to the daughter of Rabbi Barula. And some say it was Rabbi Barula. He married off his son, to one of the Tamil Hachamim. At the wedding, they put oil on the heads of all the rabbis. 
The Gemara says the Armalta Mai. So what would be the Siman when they got married to an Almana? Tane of Yosef Armalta Let La Kisane. By an Almana, no one would give out these uh, the grains of wheat, and that was the Siman that she's not that she's not a betula. Next, we learned the Mishnah Moder admits that when one person told his friend that this land used to belong to your father and I bought it from him, that we believe him in that type of case. So the Gemara says, Why doesn't the Mishnah mention that Rabbi Yeshua, instead of talking about the father, even to the person himself, this used to be your land and I bought it from you? Why don't you bring that case up? So the Gemara explains, because they want to mention the second part, which over there it says, where if there is witnesses that it belongs to his friend, and the person says, I bought it, and on we don't believe him, what exactly is the case? If he ate it for years, I mean, he ate it for three years, and the friend never said anything, why is he not believed? If he didn't eat it for more than three years, of course we don't believe him. So because if we would mention the second part of the Mishnah, if we would instead of talking about the father, we would be mentioning the son, the second part of the Mishnah wouldn't fit in. And that's why we have to just say the first case is the man tell, uh, told his friend that uh, this land used to belong to your father, but I bought it off of him. The Gemma says, if that's the case, would the father also, you could ask, if he ate it for three years, and why is he not believed? And if he didn't eat it for three years, we should also ask that he's not believed. So the Gemara explains, I understand, by the father, you, you could have a situation where years don't work. You ate it for two years while the father was alive, he never said anything, he didn't have to. And for a year, he ate it in, while his uh, son was alive. So it's two plus one. He's been he sat there for three years, but two under the father, one under the son. Vichidravuna de Amaravuna and Mahzikin Benikse Katan Vafilu Gad Higdil. And like Ravuna said, Hazakat does not work with the assets of a katan. He doesn't know how to protest. They say, No, it's my land. He can't say that. And even if the, the katan later grew up and he just and he didn't say anything, he didn't protest, doesn't make a difference because he didn't know that it belongs to his father. So the Gemara asks the question of Ravuna. This is a Mishnah. He came to be Mehadesh and Mishnah. So the Gemara explains. You could say that Ravuna was just trying to explain our Mishnah. What's the Diyuk? The Diyuk is like that Mishnah over there. Or you could say, even if this Katan got older, it's still not a Hazakah. And that Deen he's coming to teach us. Kamash Malan that this uh, type of hazakah wouldn't work. So now the Gemara asks, Say we're talking about a person telling his friend that uh, this used to be your land and I bought it off of you. Look, man, you should say the case is, He ate it two years while the owner was there, one year when the owner was not there. Uh, like he ran away from his field. 
let's clarify. Why did he run away? If he ran away because someone's trying to kill him, and of course we don't believe the person holding onto the field, because the owner had to run away and he couldn't protest. And if that person ran away because he owed so many people money, he should have protested, even if it's somewhere else. Because we all know that a protest not in his face is considered a protest. There's three lands when it comes to the halachot of Hazaka, Yehuda, Be'aver Hayarden, Ve'hagalil. If he was in Yehuda, if the owner was in Yehuda and someone came and grabbed the, the, the land that was in the Galil, Bagalil, or he was in the Galil, Ve'hazik Be'huda, and the person who grabbed land that was in Yehuda, in a Hazaka, it's not a Hazaka. Unless he's with him in the same place, in the same country. The Havinan Ban, we asked the question, my Kasavar, what does that Tana of that Mishnah hold? If he holds that if a person found two Aidim and protested that person holding his land, if you hold that, if you hold that it is a protest, then Nami, then even if you're not in the same area, you're not in the same state, then the protest should also work. And the Hazaka shouldn't work. And if you hold that a protest on his face is not considered a protest, then even if you're in the same state, it should also not work. You have to be there in front of his face. So Amar bi Ababar Mimali Olam Kasavar. No, you have to say that that Tana holds Mihashil Bifanav Havia Mihaa that protesting Nana's face is considered a protest. And our Mishnah that tells you that you, you can't protest if a person's in a different state. We're talking about times of danger, times of war. You can't just go from state to state. And even if you would protest in a different state, it, the protest wouldn't get all the way there since you don't have caravans and people going from place to place. So the Gemara says, Umay shana Yehuda ve'galil denakat. Why do you have to mention two states, Yehuda, Galil? You could even mention in, even in Yehuda, if there's war in Yehuda, from city to city, it's a problem. So the Gemara explains, the Stam Yehuda ve'galil kish'at herum damu, because usually Yehuda and Galil, there's not too many caravans going from one to the other. It's like an emergency situation, meaning even when there's peace, there's just not too many people going back and forth. And if a person uh, grabbed onto something and the person protested, it would never get to him because there's no caravans. And we learned that a protest not in front of the person who grabbed onto it is still considered a protest. So we see that you couldn't mention the whole case with a person and his friend. Rather, Yerbi Yeshua had to mention the case with the person and the friend's father. And it has to be a situation where it's uh, he ate it two years while the father was alive and one year while the son was uh, in charge of that land. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.